Welcome to Saying the Quiet Part Out Loud, a podcast from LiveRamp that uncovers what's unsaid about technology, data, and business, and explores how they intersect. My name is Anika Gupta, President and Head of Products and Platforms at LiveRamp, and I'm taking over hosting duties for today. Today, I'm joined by Eloise Dietz, Team Lead of the Data Stewardship Engineering Team at LiveRamp, and we're going to talk about data privacy and privacy by design. Welcome, Eloise. Thanks so much for having me. So can you share today with our listeners, what is the data stewardship engineering team and what role do you play within LiveRamp? Sure, so LiveRamp has always given people the option to opt out of our products, but new privacy regulations take this even further and give consumers rights to delete or access their data as well. What my team does is we build services that enable LiveRamp and our clients to honor these requests at LiveRamp and across the ad tech ecosystem. The goal is really to provide individuals with more transparency and control of their data. And of course, to stay compliant and stay ahead of future data regulations. It's interesting. I mean, data privacy regulations seems to be everywhere. And yet there are so few people who really understand how multifaceted the issues that we're facing around data privacy and protecting consumers really are. Today, we're going to be talking about privacy by design, what it means and what the product and engineering implications are and how this actually ultimately impacts consumers. So let's jump in. In an earlier episode of our podcast, I was on with Fatima Kateblu, an analyst from Forrester, and we talked a lot about the concept of privacy by design and what that means and how do we actually think about privacy end-to-end when we're building and designing our products and solutions for the market. We also touched upon how things like GDPR and CCPA impact consumers' data and ultimately how that affects what companies market to them. Today, I wanted to chat with you about how you, as an engineering lead of the data stewardship engineering team, implement privacy by design and the choices that companies and, by extension, their engineers have to make in order to comply and meet regulations. For that reason, it's something we've talked about rather as privacy engineering. So can you talk, Eloise, a little bit about what privacy engineering is? Sure. So privacy by design and privacy engineering is a set of principles that call for privacy to be taken into account throughout the entire engineering process. And regulations like GDPR or CCPA incorporate these principles into their requirements. One example is data minimization, which is a principle that data should be held in as little places as possible and used only to complete the primary use case. For many companies, preparing for CCPA was a massive and costly undertaking. I think a lot of companies realized afterwards that by thinking about privacy from the beginning of building these products, they can avoid much of the cost that came with considering it only as an afterthought. Eloise, when you talk about data minimization, can you give a specific example of how we've implemented data minimization at LiveRamp within our engineering architecture? So one example is the opt-out. Previously to CCPA going into effect and before our team was created, LiveRamp was holding opt-outs in many different places. Some products would hold their own list of opt-outs in order to ensure that they never delivered data about that person. Before CCPA, our team decided to centralize this and make sure that there is one source of truth for opt-outs at LiveRamp and also make sure that those identifiers representing a person who had opted out only existed in one place. All other teams now call our team in order to figure out whether or not they're allowed to distribute data based off of that person. 
And talking about CCPA, which went into effect at the beginning of this year, it feels like so many moons ago now that that happened. As you were thinking about CCPA, what were some of the issues beyond legal issues that you had to think about as you were implementing changes within our products? One issue was much more of an engineering challenge. LiveRamp, like many tech companies, processes terabytes of anonymized data. We use distributed workflows designed to compile segments of people like women who bought sneakers last year. Access and deletion requirements under the CCPA present a very different requirement, return or delete data based just on one person. So when implementing these workflows, we had to make numerous technical trade-offs. To return someone's data quickly, we could store personal data keyed off of an individual identifier. This approach would involve retaining the data twice, however, and as I mentioned before, we really want to ensure that we follow the principle of data minimization and not increase the risk that the data could be compromised. So we elected not to change the structure of how the data is stored, but instead chose to search through our existing data stores to find the individual's information. As you can imagine, the solution does not compromise the security of the user's data, but it's a slower and more costly approach. Yeah, and it's interesting when you talk about costs, like one of the big challenges that companies face, including LiveRamp, is just how fragmented the regulatory provisions are today. And it's only getting more complicated as every jurisdiction, states within the U.S., as well as potentially a federal law. And then there's internationally different regions adopting different types of legislation. It's been really interesting. Over the past couple of years, we've had both CCPA and GDPR in Europe come into effect. And just as a reminder to all of our listeners, CCPA, which is the California Consumer Privacy Act, was primarily modeled after GDPR, which is Europe's general data protection regulation. GDPR went into effect in May 2018. CCPA went into effect in January of 2020. And the two laws are extremely similar. Many companies have had to figure out how do they comply with both of the laws, but there are some key differences that make actually implementing solutions to comply with both laws pretty complicated. GDPR has taken a primarily opt-in approach where consumers have to actively opt in to their data being used, while CCPA has taken more of an opt-out approach. Eloise, can you talk a little bit about how you approach privacy engineering in a world where there is so much fragmentation and regulation, and how do you simplify the complexity of that fragmentation in the work that you're doing? One of the first things we did while preparing for CCPA was our team underwent a massive data inventory project so we could be sure that all of our products were compliant. However, technical companies innovate for a culture of building products quickly and continuously iterating on these products. So our data inventory was designed to become outdated within several months. And one of the hurdles we encountered was guaranteeing our systems remained compliant as LiveRamp's products evolved and as new privacy regulations continued to come out. So our team needed to insert ourselves as a stakeholder within other teams' agile development processes without adding too much red tape that could also hinder product releases. And I think this is a big reason why LiveRamp decided to invest in a data stewardship scrum team. We knew that building these systems to comply with CCPA wasn't going to be something we could build once and then never have to think about again. So what are some examples of architecturally how you have designed that kind of flexibility to innovate as the regulation changes? One thing we did was work closely with the identity engineering team, which works to resolve consumer PII to anonymous data. This way, we could help LiveRamp expand 
while staying compliant with new data regulation laws that include data localization laws. We had one interface with the identity engineering team that allowed us to deploy our services in new regions while keeping PII in that region. That makes a lot of sense. And it is a really interesting and difficult challenge. I talked to a lot of technology leaders across many of the partners that we work with and just across the technology industry. And as you said, if you're not taking an adaptive approach, what you do becomes out of date pretty much within seconds, uh, which is very, very difficult when you're trying to build scalable solutions for the future. Let's talk about design challenges. So I know it's interesting when I went to Europe last year and I was browsing websites on my phone and computer, there were so many pop-ups coming up on every site because of GDPR asking me to accept cookies. And since CCPA went into effect, we see more of that in the US as well. Can you talk about how you think about the intersection of user experience and consumer privacy when you're developing out these solutions? So improving transparency is one of the main goals of a lot of these data privacy laws. And it's important for users to understand what our products do before they access or delete their information that we use. So for example, if your website uses cookies, how do you explain that to a user who doesn't know what those are? And how do you explain technical concepts in a straightforward way that doesn't result in pages and pages of text that you know no one's going to read? And also, how do you do this without compromising your original website design? So for example, LiveRamp retains an identity graph that contains only pseudonymized identifiers. And one of the challenges we faced in designing our consumer portal was how to explain the cryptography algorithms we use to anonymize the data. How have you thought about developing that language to explain really technical concepts to consumers? Do you try it out on your family and friends? Or do you have any any tips and tricks for our listeners on how to approach that and take a test and learn approach? I think something that worked well for our team was working closely with the LiveRamp data ethics team. Data stewardship could provide the more technical background and they provided obviously the more legal background. And by working together, we had to find a common language in order to build these systems. So working so closely with their team prepared us well for also building this consumer site. So often when we talk about CCPA, GDPR, data privacy, it starts out as a legal question, right? Our leaders across the company go to our legal team and say, what does this mean for our products and for our business? And one of the challenges I've seen is that these issues have such technical solutions and such technical implications that these problems can't be solved by legal alone. Can you talk a little bit about how you and the legal and data ethics team partner to make sense of the changes that are happening and think about designing solutions that meet the needs of the regulation and also meet needs of the consumer? That's a great question. I think something that worked well for us was spreading the word about privacy laws and regulations, because at LiveRamp, many of our employees care a lot about that area. And by just explaining the CCPA principles that we needed to figure out and address, many engineers who know their product best came to us with their solutions for edge cases where opt-outs could be better respected. And so by spreading the word about privacy, we were able to crowdsource these solutions with uh, the rest of the engineering and product organizations. That makes sense. And as the data stewardship team at LiveRamp is a centralized team, 
but privacy by design and privacy engineering has to be implemented across every engineering team and every product at LiveRamp. So can you talk a little bit about within engineering, how do you work with the rest of the engineering teams to actually design and implement solutions? Because clearly your team alone can't do all of the work and heavy lifting across the business. Yeah, great question. We see ourselves more from a technical aspect as the coordinating team. So even though data ethics and privacy questions might be directed to our team, we work with all other engineering teams at LiveRamp that store data. So we coordinate the access, opt-out, and deletion responses. But really what we're doing is providing all of the relevant information other teams need in order to actually process the access, deletion, or opt-out requests. So we might send our identity team all of the anonymous identifiers that represent a person, and then they actually build the workflow to delete or return all of the data associated with that person. And have you found any sort of tips and tricks that work well for educating the broader engineering team about these regulations and their nuances? You're working with counterparts in identity, you're working with counterparts in our ingestion team. How do you take some of the complexity of this regulation and make that consumable and actionable for them? I think what we really try and do is distill the information so the team only gets what they need to know in order to complete the request. For example, under CCPA, we need to respect both direct consumer requests as well as indirect consumer requests. The difference being direct requests are when a consumer comes directly to LiveRamp and asks to access or delete their data. Indirect requests are when a consumer goes to one of our clients and the client then forwards that request to LiveRamp. We don't necessarily tell other teams at LiveRamp what the request is. We hold all of the information that would differentiate what needs to be done for a direct versus an indirect request and just ask the teams to delete specific data so they don't need to take on that additional complexity. So another topic that I wanted to chat with you about that's a central topic of this podcast is how we think about and incorporate diversity, inclusion, and belonging into every part of our business, our product, and our operations. And I wanted to ask you, as you think about consumer privacy and privacy engineering, what role does diversity inclusion play in that? And how does that inform some of the decisions that you're making? That's a great question. And I think that Privacy has a unique perspective on that question. I think it's important to remember that privacy regulations aren't meant to stop companies from collecting and sharing data, but instead to ensure individuals understand and have control over that process and can trust the companies that are collecting their data. However, many different people and many different cultures perceive privacy very differently. So when we're building products to interact with consumers, we need to have diverse perspectives in the room when making those decisions so that we can better represent and ultimately result in a product that fits more individuals' privacy perspectives. Yeah. And when you talk about culture too, what we've experienced at LiveRamp and what many companies are experienced that operate internationally is the ethos around consumer privacy takes a different form in Europe as in the US. And so the way that we have to think about the interaction that we're having with consumers, even though we're not a consumer facing company, looks substantially different in Europe versus here. Exactly. So we've talked a lot about the past couple of years and how privacy engineering was formed at LiveRamp and how you have led a lot of the development around our CCPA and GDPR compliance across our products. 
as you look to the future, what's next for you? What are you really focused on and excited about in the coming months and years? There's a lot that we're really excited about. Now that we built these systems in order to respond to the CCPA requirements, we are excited about testing out those systems in new jurisdictions and on new privacy laws that may happen in the U.S. Our approach to CCPA was more reactive. And now that we've built these systems, thinking about the fact that privacy regulations are going to be changing and are going to be expanding globally, we're excited to test out those systems and see if our preparations can meet the challenge of expanding to take over the GDPR process or expanding into new regions that also have the privacy regulations and even iterating on our U.S. solution, considering that there may be a new privacy law in the future and changes to CCPA like CPRA that's coming down our roadmap. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I know that a lot of our customers really value the work that we do within privacy and data ethics, both on the legal and policy side and within our technology, because they tend to have to be very reactive to what's coming down the pipe. So the more that we can be proactive about our approach, the better we can prepare our customers for what's coming, and not just our customers, but the entire ecosystem and industry that runs on data. So Eloise, we have a lot of different kinds of listeners and some non-technical listeners as well. I'm curious to hear from you as we think about our customer base and what advice you have for them. How would you suggest helping companies think about how they stay ahead of what's coming next down the regulatory pipeline? I think a great way to prepare for the future is to remember that All of these laws distill down to a couple key principles that really revolve around providing that choice and transparency to our consumers. And I think it can be really beneficial to think of how positive that is for the ad tech ecosystem. Many Americans are increasingly concerned about the privacy of their data and feel they have little or no control over the data companies collect on them. Improving features that give individuals transparency and control in a way they understand will benefit companies by helping them to regain that trust with users. And I think it will also prepare them for the future privacy regulations that may come their way. I think that's a great message. It really does all come down to trust at the end of the day. And we have to figure out as an industry and ecosystem, how do we build that trust with consumers And as you've shared with us today, always, it's not an easy problem from a design perspective, from an engineering perspective, from a product perspective, how we really think about, rethink our products from the ground up to foster trust in a rapidly changing landscape. Always, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for joining me and for having this really interesting discussion on privacy by design and privacy engineering. Yes, thanks so much for having me. I really enjoyed our discussion today. Thank you everyone else that's listening today. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast brought to you by LiveRamp. You can find us online at liveramp.com and follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn at LiveRamp. You can subscribe to Saying the Quiet Part Out Loud on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or however you listen to podcasts.